Hello, hello, beautiful, wonderful people. Welcome back to Philosophy with Z. I'm so glad you're here with me. As you can see, I have some new hardware. If you're just on the recording podcast, then you can't really see the new hardware, but hopefully you can hear a difference. Um, I'm going to try it out for the next like two or three weeks and if it doesn't work out i can return it because 30 day return policy although in stores you can return whenever but when you buy online or i buy online it's a 30 day return policy anyway i digress so here we are as we continue on our journey of what to say when you talk to yourself and we're on chapter four which is titled new discoveries this chapter is short and sweet. I think it's actually shorter than the last chapter when I was all like, I hope I can um, fit it. Or maybe that was the second chapter. So um, this chapter is interesting. It just kind of talks about how we are similar to a computer. And I didn't know this, but apparently computers were modeled after the human brain. So that's what I mean, that the human brain is similar to a computer. And although human brain is much, much, much more powerful. And it's funny, he says, although it's, it's just about three pounds and it looks like a lump of gray cauliflower, it functions more like a computer than you would think. And so he compares it. So a computer has like the screen, a keyboard, and a programming disk. And this is so old that he actually references floppy disks and that was such a throwback for me to read that I remember having a floppy disk when I was I don't know maybe 10 and I would like save um I don't know like a a paper like um I think lyrics I used to look up a lot of song lyrics and save them and print them so I think I would save them on a floppy disk sometime and I remember in middle school maybe having to write papers and I would save it on a floppy disk and you had to bring the floppy disk to school to put it in the computer to print it out like I forgot all about floppy disks so so interesting and so he says that so the floppy disk um whatever you record a program onto the disk will stay there forever unless someone changes it by erasing the old information and you can leave it blank or you can type in new information and so our brain is similar so our brain's computer screen is like basically me like what we are displaying to the world around us and the keyboard is just like our five senses anything we hear see taste touch or smell or anything we say to ourselves is programmed into our brain through our keyboard our five senses so this part was kind of interesting to me because I never thought about my voice as being one of my senses, but it is definitely a way that I interact with the world around me. And I feel like that's what the other senses are. Like what what we hear, that's how we reconnect to the world around us and what we see and what we taste and touch and smell. Like those are all basically connections to the world around us. So it would kind of follow that my voice is also a connection to the world around me. So he, I, ha- I kind of had to connect that little dot for myself. So if you're like me and you were like, wait, our voice isn't one of our senses, 
that's that's how I made the connection. So, um, so a computer uses a floppy disk to record the programming and the information which the keyboard feeds into it. So you type it, it gets saved onto the floppy disk. So in um, the human computer, in the human brain, our floppy disk is the subconscious mind. So everything we experience is recorded on there. Everything we experience through our five senses is programmed onto our floppy disk, our subconscious mind, and it's permanently programmed there until we change it. So if you don't understand computers, that might have kind of went over your head a little bit. I had to read it a couple times because I'm not, I'm not very mechanically inclined. I was literally today trying to jump my battery in my car and I was reading the directions and I was just, I, I, I was like, I can't, I don't, I need help. I need an adult. <laughs> so I just put it away and I called my girlfriend and I was like, I can't do this by myself. Will you help me? So she said, yes. So I'm going to just put that on pause. Anyway, um, if you need help, it's definitely beneficial to ask for it because like for this example if i jumped the car incorrectly i could electrocute myself if i put the wrong things in the wrong places i'm just not here for it i'd rather just ask for help okay so i wonder if that's just like some kind of programming that i have within me that i'm not mechanically inclined and that's why i can't do it i don't know it could be but i kind of just feel like i'm very intellectual and artistic so I can't have it all. Like, if I also had mechanical skills, that would just be too much for one one little human to handle. I gotta, gotta leave some skills for other people. <laughs> so, um, so everything is programmed permanently into our subconscious mind until we decide to change the programming. But the thing is, you can't change the programming if you don't know what the programming is. I don't know if that counts for computers, but that's what it counts for with our brains. And he mentions that since we were children, most of our programming has just been like directed to us. So like from our parents, other adults, guardians, people at school, like we're literally told what we're good at, what we're not good at, what we can do, what we can't do, how we should look what we're told what we're expected from us what we should believe in how to act like so many different things there are so many things that we are told this is how it is this is how you should be and as children we are completely dependent on the adults around us so it would make sense that we would follow their direction like we want to have a home and food and shelter and like we don't consciously think about these things and he even talks about that, like how our brain is just the control center of this complex being that we are as a human. I so deeply appreciate myself and my body and my brain and this intricate network of of nerves and neurons that connects my brain to my body and keeps everything moving. He describes it as like um, a switchboard or like a wall of switches that just governs everything from our health to our responses to our um autonomic systems i think that's the right word 
is like um, the breathing and blinking and like our blood moving and our heart beating and our lungs. Like everything is just happening on an unconscious level. Like our, our brain is doing it. It's just like, we don't have to ask it. It just does it. And it's just so amazing that we have all of these these chemical and electrical signals that are sent from our brain through our brain to our body just rapidly all the time and we're just we're just I'm just here just doing it like just it just amazes me so our brain just automatically responds like when our lungs are like oh time to inhale time to exhale the brain's like okay what i know what to do with that and i know what to do next and he goes on to say that we also have biochemical electrical impulses that are referred to as thoughts and i thought that was so interesting because i never thought of a thought as a biochemical electrical impulse biochemical electrical impulse so I'm, I'm the bio and I have chemicals in my body because I am, I'm made of elements. So those are chemicals. So the biological elements within me are um, driven or impulsed or charged. I feel like my thought is the charge. Like the first thought is the charge that lights up the impulse, the sends sends it out to my body again i'm not like a physicist or like a doctor or anything like that i am just a humble philosopher that is very interested in changing my life and changing my mind and creating the life i want so i do my best to understand this stuff understand this stuff in a way that makes sense to me and some of it doesn't always make sense but that's okay. I don't need it to make complete sense. I just need it to be at a level of my own understanding. And from there, I can just like do whatever. I can do what I need it to do. I make it do what it do. And sometimes I feel like having a full knowing of something is kind of pointless. Like I just, all I need is to know the steps. I don't need to know the how or the why. I just have faith that someone before me knew what they were talking about and others that I know are going along with it or whatever. So they also know what they're talking about. Just checking my cord here. I really hope that this whole thing was recording because the cord was not in all the way. I'm 11 minutes and 11 seconds in. We'll see. I'm going to just finish this off and it records and you'll know. And if it doesn't, then you'll never know this happened because I'll have to start over. But anyway, we have these electrical impulses. These are thoughts. And I just have faith that this person here knows what they're talking about. And other people who have followed his teachings also, like, are not making it up. <laughs> so let's see every thought we think every conscious or unconscious thought we say to ourselves is translated into electrical impulses which in turn direct the control centers in our brains to electrically and chemically affect and control every motion 
every feeling, every action we take, every moment of every day. It's kind of a lot. So whatever thoughts we have programmed into ourselves or have allowed other people to program into us are affecting, directing, or controlling everything about us. So this is just like, this is a moment where I come to realize that it is what it is. Where I am is just the way I've been thinking. And the way I've been thinking is not necessarily my fault or my choice, but now I have awareness. So from this point on, I can do something different. But I just am always aware that I am a process and I don't want to, nor can I change everything all at once. If I were able to do that, life wouldn't be as worth it. Like time, the gift of time allows me to spread out my growth and my blessings in the abundance and what I'm learning. If it happened all at once, like then life would be over. Like, I don't know. I just appreciate the gift of time because it is the reason everything doesn't happen at once. So at this point, like I'm, I'm pretty much done with going through the book. And I just want to reiterate that this is a process and we are on a journey of progress and there are levels to it. So at this level, we are just becoming aware of our thought patterns, our thought programs. And I just encourage you to be aware of yourself without judgment. So it might make you feel angry or sad or whatever, and that's great. Feel whatever you're feeling, but just feel the feeling. Don't add on more onto that feeling. Like, um, for example, myself, um, sometimes I go to bed too late, so I wake up too late, and I'm like, oh, like, this makes me really upset that I woke up late, Um, uh, and that's it. I could just, I'm upset. And then I can move on with my day and just get up and start moving, even though I'm running late. But when judging happens, when I add more stuff onto those thoughts, like I'm not good enough, the whole day is a wash, might as well just stay in bed and just eat cake and like just Netflix binge, like just give up on the whole day. It's all a wash because I I woke up late. So like all these extra thoughts, like judging myself, saying I'm not good enough, saying that the whole day is lost, like all that extra stuff is not necessary. So I just always encourage us on this journey of self-discovery and growth that we are patient with ourselves in this process and we are aware that we are on a journey of change and growth and first to change, we have to know what we're working with and like that's so funny that I'm, I'm right here in this in the book because I just did my course, my course on confidence. And I mentioned it last week in this podcast. It said next when you're hearing this, it's going to be out there. And I did it the next day. The podcast was Wednesday and actually Wednesday night. I posted it. My goal was to do it by Thursday. I did it Wednesday night. And so it's called Kaizen Confidence. And It's just all about this process of becoming aware and changing yourself and changing your mind through small daily actions. Kaizen is a Japanese word that means progress, incremental progress. I 
I always mess up the word. Not always, sometimes. I don't want to self-talk myself into thinking that I always mess up the word incremental. Because there it goes. I didn't mess it up at all. Sometimes I do, but not always. See, I, I'm aware of myself and I caught myself and I just said the truth rather than the lie. So Kaizen Confidence, it is a three-part course. The first part is just becoming aware of yourself and your daily habits. The second part is adding in little tiny habits in your day that are so small they're almost imperceptible. But that is what we want because our subconscious mind is always looking out for us making sure that we stick to the program so when we start to change the program by changing what we're doing it freaks out and throws us back into our comfort zone sometimes even like deeper into it and that will inevitably happen even when we're doing small incremental changes but that's okay because it's easy to get back into a habit when it's so little that you barely notice it. And through that process, the third part, through that process of small incremental changes, you prove to yourself that you can change. You have the ability. You can do hard things. You can do things that are scary and comfortable and weird and new. You have the ability. So that's the confidence. You are believing in yourself. At this point, because you have been taking daily actions to show yourself that you can do more than what you are used to. And from that three-part course, if you are an artist, that's kind of who I'm reaching out to in the course. If you're an artist, a writer, a singer, a dancer, a drawer, a painter, a construction worker, you could even be an engineer, like app, app creator, Whatever it is, everyone's kind of an artist in one way or another. With that confidence, you can then apply Kaizen Confidence Principles to your artistic journey. So you can get your stuff out there and share it because someone wants to see it. I promise you. God gave you a talent so that you could share and shine your light with the world. So whatever your thing is, I just want to encourage you and embolden you and give you some steps and tools on how to do it. And so through my course and through my podcast, I am working on giving you the tools to empower yourself to change your mind and create the life that you dream of, your goal life, your ideal life. Whatever it is, if you can think it and you believe it, then you can achieve it. So thank you for being here. As always, I am here for you on this journey. If you ever need anything, my website is abstractlogic.me and I will have it in the description. And you can just go on there and send me a message, a little note. You can check out my social medias. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. So until next time, beautiful, wonderful people, peace, love, and blessings.